Canadian singer-songwriter Gordon Lightfoot recorded The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald on his 1976 album Summertime Dream after reading an article in an issue of Newsweek magazine. The single hit number one in Canada, reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the United States. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. The SS Edmund Fitzgerald was an American Great Lakes freighter. She was the largest ship on North America's Great Lakes when launched on June 7th of 1958. Now, unfortunately, she also remains the largest to have sunk there as well. This day in weather history. Was she a capable ship to have been out in those waters? Yes, absolutely yes. Listen to this. For 17 years, the Edmund Fitzgerald carried taconite ore from mines near Duluth, Minnesota to ironworks in Detroit, Toledo, and other Great Lakes ports. She was a legit beast, setting seasonal hauling records six times and often breaking her own previous record. So suffice to say, yeah, the Edmund Fitzgerald knew her way around these waters rather well. So in her routine as a cargo ship on November 9th of 1975, she was prepped and was carrying a full cargo of ore pellets to embark on what would be her ill-fated voyage from Superior, Wisconsin, near Duluth, en route to a steel mill near Detroit. Along the way, the Edmund Fitzgerald joined a second freighter, the SS Arthur M. Anderson. The next day, November 10th, 1975, this day in weather history. The two ships were caught in a severe storm on Lake Superior with near hurricane force winds and waves up to 35 feet. That's 11 meters high. As this storm wailed on these two ships, Edmund Fitzgerald reported to the other ship, Arthur M. Anderson, that she was in significant difficulty. But then, shortly after 7.10 p.m., Edmund Fitzgerald suddenly sank in Canadian waters, 530 feet deep, that's 160 meters deep, about 17 miles or 27 kilometers from Whitefish Bay near the twin cities of Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan and Ontario. Welcome to year two of this podcast. Right now, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider. But there's also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. But oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Irony here is that this is a distance Edmund Fitzgerald could have covered in just over an hour at her top speed on any given day. Stranger still was what happened in the moments leading up to the sudden sinking. You see, there was no distress signal sent before she sank. Her captain's last message to the Arthur M. Anderson came in that fateful 7.10 p.m. mark, and it simply read, quote, we are holding our own, end quote. Her entire crew of 29 were lost forever and no bodies were ever recovered. The mystery I mentioned off the top, the exact cause of the sinking, well, that still remains a mystery. Many books, studies, and expeditions have examined it, but no answers have ever surfaced. The Edmund Fitzgerald may have been swamped, suffered structural failure or topside damage, experienced wave shoaling, or maybe a complex combination of any or all of these crises. The disaster is one of the best known in the history of the Great Lakes shipping. And as a long-term result of this, the sinking led to changes in Great Lakes shipping regulations and practices that included mandatory survival suits, 
depth finders, positioning systems, increased freeboard, and more frequent inspections of vessels. Lessons learned, but not enough to bring back those brave 29 souls from wherever they lay in the depths of Lake Superior. But we do have a commemoration of those lost and the event that transpired in that Gordon Lightfoot opus, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, all based on the legend of the sinking of that ship on November 10th of 1975, this day in weather history. Tomorrow is November 11th, and it is Remembrance Day in many places around the world, but here in Canada, it is marked each year by ceremonies at memorial cenotaphs across the country, and tomorrow we will feature part two of our Remembrance Day special, War and Weather. Hey, don't forget that this episode will also be accompanied by a podcast video short that will be seen on television tomorrow, but will also be posted to all Weather Network social media platforms and can also be seen on our website, theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. It's shot right here in my podcast studio, so you get to see the episode actually being made, accompanied by authentic pictures and video from the events when they happened. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be special. Here on this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May. <laughs>